This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. The Law Corporation team reels from the dark events at the Museum Gala. Welker suffers mysterious dreams. Ashton's cryptic visions continue and he and Darkblade are interviewed by an enigmatic man who speaks of their untested potential. Sundry, meanwhile, was given a new task by the mysterious man in black, Mr. Heck, to bring the targets of the Lore Corporation's investigations to him. A thin man with a shaved head and a fancy suit sits behind a desk. The desk is sparsely covered in papers that seem official, receipts, order forms, those sorts of things. A nameplate reads Job Price, Executive Director of the Cypress Knolls Tower Gardens. A woman comes in. Mr. Price, there's two people here to see you. They're, they need to speak with you right away. Price gets up from behind his desk, shuffles some papers, adjusts his suit, and looks exasperatedly at his secretary. Miss Neal, I already told you that I was leaving promptly at 5 today, and it's already 4.55, so whatever business these folks have, they'll have to send it to me in an email, or they'll have to just leave a message with you, and I'll get back to them later. Pushing past the secretary are two slightly disheveled people. Mr. Press, we have to see you, says the man. He wears small glasses, speaks with a clear French accent, and is otherwise dressed like someone who works in an office. This is Dr. Persaud. Pushing past Dr. Persaud is Desiree Augustine, the head of the Palm Coast Natural History Museum. Mr. Price, we have to speak with you about uh, some very, very important business matters. You see, it would be something to the advantage of both of our institutions, you see, if we... Job Price is clearly not interested in what either of these individuals have to say. Realizing who they are, he tolerates this delay to his leaving work, but it's clear from the expression on his face as Desiree Augustine and Dr. Persaud continue on in their explanations, he's not interested. His constant refrain is that they need to leave a message, that they need to send him an email, and that they'll set up a meeting at a later time. As he reaches below his desk to get his briefcase and finally leave indeed for the day, a voice is heard from behind his two interrupters. Mr. Price, how exciting it is to meet you. I am so thrilled with your facilities, and I think that we certainly should be able to come to some sort of understanding. Allow me to introduce myself. Parting ways, we see a tall man wearing fine black leather gloves, his dark hair marked only slightly by gray around the temples. He extends a gloved hand toward Joe Price, which seems odd, as it almost seemed like he didn't cross the space from the door to the desk. And Joe Price stares into his eyes.
Walker, when he calls everyone together, he's going to be like in a mood and he's going to be like, listen, I don't know why you guys didn't stay and finish the mission like I told you. I, clearly, I had to leave. But now that we're back together, we're going back to that museum. We're going to get in there by any means necessary and we're going to finish the mission. And this then, guy knows about getting in there. That's for sure. Yeah, we're going to get in there deep. We're going to get in there repeatedly. Um, yeah, he is. He has so many kids. <laughs> So, like, that would be, like, his sort of, like, uh, this is what I want. And then if, like, for instance, if Ashton was, like, I'm so ill I couldn't possibly do that, then, like, we could, like, change plans or if one of them, like, objects or whatever. But Well, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, David. I don't think you'd – I think that Ashton would nonetheless try to push through even though he feels shitty. Oh, not to mention Ashton might just wish I was dead. I don't know. <laughs> there might also be that. Yeah, I think it's more – I think it's more awkwardness with uh, Mr. Welker. So he might. Are you calling or texting or what were you doing? I would suggest that like we just agree to just be in the same place. Like, and my suggestion be like, now let's go to the museum. Or okay. Like, so you guys are going to try to go to that museum right off the bat. Unless something yeah, that's stops fine. this from happening. We're we're at the museum. Um, it's pretty. It's later in the day. It's a Saturday. It's maybe like six or seven p.m. If that makes sense. Uh, the museum is looking like it's going to close fairly soon. And um, the... Uh, yeah, as you guys meet up, one of the big things that you can see is that Ashton looks very... He looks pallid. He looks tired. He's got, like, big bags under his eyes. Um, and the museum itself seems to be uh, in the process of... Maybe, like, they're about to close fairly soon, like I said. And, um, yeah, there's maybe a docent who's, uh, closing things up. Okay. So if everyone's here, Mr. Walker will say, um, uh, listen, the mission got sidetracked, but it's still on. We need to get back in there and, and fix this. And you like look around at the team and be like, Darkblade, what do you know about this? Uh, what do you know about this museum security? Can, should I expect like other cameras all well, over? Lasers. Um, I don't know how much you know about lasers, but you can't see them with your eyes until you blow uh, smoke in the air. All right. So dark. Dark. Mm -hmm. kind of goes into this thing about like listen here's the deal with lasers Do you ever see the movie entrapment with Catherine zeta jones Catherine you remember she had oh, yeah. so he taught me everything i need to know about security. so he starts going into a bunch of stuff about uh uh lasers but um either dark blade which kind of makes sense if, if welker is asking him about it would you want to roll a read a bad situation on this to figure out the best way into this Yes. Please go for it. All right. That sounds slash about dangers you haven't noticed, that kind of thing. Plus sharp, right? Yes. Google doesn't just do it anymore if you just type in 2d6. Ooh, I got a two. Oh, wait, no, four. That's four. Snake you got a four? You got a four. Yeah, perfect bottom. 
Okay, so um, yeah, I think as you got as you're talking about lasers and whatnot, um, the docent is like, "Oh, sorry about that. Uh, sorry about this, folks, but the museum's closing up early today. We gotta we we gotta close things up. Uh, big big renovations in store. You know that traveling exhibit and such, but." Uh, why don't you come back? Why don't you come back on Monday? We're closed tomorrow. Sunday and all. Um, That's our new, those are our new hours. Uh, so Mr. Walker will say, uh, listen, I was here last night. Um, we left something here. We need to get in. We need to speak to a manager. We need to see your lost and found. Now, if you excuse me, um, if you don't mind, we'll see ourselves in. And the the docent's like, "Oh, we're 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 closing up. If you if you leave your if you call and leave your phone number, we'll we'll see if we can find it for you and set it aside for you." Ma'am, we're here to fix the upside down crosses. Oh, I don't, I don't know any, I'm, I don't know anything about. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about, but oh, you uh, you ain't seen uh, any weird shit going on with the traveling exhibit. She'll say, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. And there are some parts that look weird, but again, we're closing up. And I think, uh, oh, it's fine. If your, your manager wants, uh, you know, the walls bleeding on, uh, you know, regular, uh, Palmetto city beach people, uh, you know, that's your prerogative. We'll be happy to leave right now. She's like, well, again, just, just come back Monday. I think that was me trying to do some kind of role. Um, I think we're dealing with the at least the failed part of. I think we're dealing with, you know what? I can have something go on in the background with that. Yeah, sure. I was gonna just say this person closes up the doors, but well, we'll have something else bad go on from Alex's uh, bad role. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you want to try to you want to try to like scare this person and manipulate them into uh, like moving along. Yeah. Uh, or just like letting you in, like charm the person into letting us in. But whatever. Okay. That does sound like a manipulate role. Okay, what's the base for that? The base stat. Charm. Got it. So I got a total of eleven. Total of eleven is pretty good. So if you get a ten plus, they'll do it for the reason you gave them. And so you describe some stuff that's kind of spooky enough. The crosses, the uh, like blood, and they're like, uh, well. I guess if you if you need to come in for just for just a little bit, but again we close, we're we're, we're closing real 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 soon. Lady, Dark Blade is going to slink off into the bathroom, or just try to find a closet to like hide in. Start smoking to sniff out all the lasers. Okay, <laughs> vaping. I was here last night. There's blood coming down from the walls. Crosses turning upside down. I ain't seen shit like that since I was still a Southern Baptist speaking in tongues. And I think this lady maybe is like a little, little creeped out, like a little spooked by what she's, what you're hearing. Maybe like some of it has kind of gotten to her and she's like, okay, well, yeah, you can, you can come in. But again, we're, we're closing very, very soon. So just really, really, really be quick. Thank you, ma'am. He'll like Walker will like brusquely push past her. Um... Sure. And one of the things you'll notice is that uh, she was closing it isn't closing time for this museum. I think that this museum doesn't close for another like hour, hour and a half. 
and she keeps asserting it's closing time, like that that they're closing, and like the the hours that are like listed um, are not the hours. She's to a vampire. Private. Oh shit. Um. Okay. So well, throw holy water on her. Yeah, or accidentally dribble it on her. Dark plates, you bless it. <laughs> yeah, you're like online pastor, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm in in about uh in yes in Africa Samoa. So now that we're in, I would like to just sort of like try and figure yeah. out what the hell we were supposed to be finding here. Like obviously, Africa Samoa is going on. Um, the Frakovic is the best bet. <laughs> Okay, so you guys head up to that, um, uh, up to the top floor for the traveling exhibit. Yeah. Cool. All right, so this I think is either going to be an investigate a mystery, um, or a read a bad situation. So look those over with investigate a mystery. Like I said, I might give you some. I'll try to answer some of these questions, but uh, again, some of it doesn't work out super well to just be like, here's this. So whichever of those you would prefer to do, go for it. They're both sharp rolls. So if I have a read a bad situation, go for it. Roll for sharp. Sorry, I did not have this up. Uh, I got, um, nine. A nine, right? So you get to ask one of those read a bad situation questions, unless somebody wants to help you to kick that to a ten. Well, the whole team's here, and only true. half of them hate me. Yeah, how about Sundry? Sundry hasn't made. Oh no, Sundry just made a roll. Ashton would Ashton want to help Mister Welker with this, especially because he's good at finding stuff. Phil might be more interesting if he just left. He wandered off. To do his, his if Ashton uh, just left. sneaky thing, yeah, okay. he's doing a sneaky thing elsewhere in the museum, I think. Wild card. But okay, it, uh, wild card. dark blade too, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Then let's yeah, have dark. If dark blade's not into uh, helping. I'll, I'll just do it. I'm okay with that. Then let's have dark blade do that, and we'll see what Ashton can uh, sneak off. Because I know that his powers, not his powers, his characters move specifically, kind of uh, utilize that as an aspect that he's. He's wandered off on his own. Yeah, he's becoming the Batman of the group. It's like you turn around and talk to him, he's just not there. He's off brooding mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. But instead he's tripping and falling down and like Yeah, clawing at his decaying skin, falling in sloughs off of his wretched body. Mm-hmm. Tugging at his balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Batman. What are you talking getting, about? Getting on the Wi Fi. All right, so Dark yeah, yeah. Dark Blade's gonna try to help uh Chase Welker. Uh, Alex, could you roll a cool roll? Yeah. Get a five. All right. That's not good. All right. So then just one question, right? So you get one question. That is That does count as another failure, Alex. So remember, when you fail, you do get an experience point. And there's no penalty to failing on a help roll. Oh, there is. It's also a bad thing. Oh. Hey, can you tell me what the questions are? Sorry, I don't have the document open. No, I, dark, I, you don't need to worry about the questions. It's Mr. Walker. Cool. So my only question You fail a help roll. Mr. Welker sleeps with your mom. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, also, if you succeed the roll, that happens as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It just depends how much they'll enjoy it. (laughs) I have so much more confidence now. Yeah. (laughs) I really got my groove back. So I guess... um, 
I guess the question would be, would you go for a charitable interpretation of what's my best way in, in being into the danger zone? Mm. Alternative would be what's most vulnerable to me. I'm just trying to figure out a way to pinpoint what it is I'm here for. Okay, what's most vulnerable to you? I like that, actually. You know what? Let's have you kick on ahead. Oh, you guys get up to the top floor, and one of the things that you see is that sarcophagus is not there. And so that's... Yeah, that sarcophagus is not there anymore. Um, and I think there's even a thing that says, like, this exhibit is temporary... This exhibit is temporary, temporarily closed for the day. Um... And there's maybe like cards that are on the thing of like other exhibits that are supposed to be placed in that area. But that sarcophagus that you definitely saw there, it's not like an empty pedestal. It's like that, the area where that large exhibit was, or that large artifact was in this exhibit is now empty. That's just a blank empty space on the floor. And there's maybe almost like the equivalent of a music stand to show whoever's supposed to be setting stuff up probably tonight or tomorrow morning. Like this is where this goes and this goes and this goes. Oh, actually they said tomorrow they're closed. So it would be tomorrow. Like other employees are supposed to put other artifacts in this spot and this is not there. And um, you see on that list of these artifacts, it says on that list of the artifacts, it says like, um, there's like little descriptors of where the items are. And there's a few of them that are listed as like near such and such place. Like uh, you can tell like that they're on the fourth floor, but then you realize there's a basement here for some of these artifacts. And you have a hunch that like, you know what? If I looked to the basement, I could probably find something pretty significant here to some danger, something dangerous. All right, let's look for it. All right. So if we're on the same page about that, I'm going to like, Presumably on the way there, unless you guys don't want to do that, I'd be like, so we're all in agreement. We're dealing with vampires here, right? No, I was wondering about that. Um, I've seen I blood coming from walls, upside down crosses. Coffin, man. Yeah, there's a coffin. Romania. Um, Let's not um, disparage Romanians here. It says, uh, well... I don't know about you lot, but... Uh, I'm not a Romanian cultural expert, so I I don't feel inclined to talk about that. That's that's, that's prudent, Mr. Charms. Um, but absent any superior theories, uh, maybe we should prepare ourselves for the eventuality that this is yet another classic monster that is uh, real. Well, my grandmother I, on my mom's side, she was uh, as, as Irish, Irish traveler. Uh, <laughs> Now, they called them gypsies, but I don't think they had any uh, relation to the Romani. And I like, like, so, like a uh, half-hour conversation, like wikipedia genealogies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sundry, sundry starts getting into this kind of like... Uh, sundry and Mr. Welker are kind of like... I think it seems like maybe we're talking about vampires. I mean, all this stuff, Romania, and Sundry's like, no, I don't know much about Romanian culture. Uh, Darkblade, while that goes on, you hear the creak of a door... And you can see that the um, the men's room door is open. And so, oh, okay. I'm gonna run in there. So as you you go in to to kind of check that out, I got a shit, guys. <laughs> and, uh, 
Uh, yeah, he, he just um, Darkblade sixty nine just silently walks off towards the towards the uh, more cannon for Darkblade. <laughs> he just silently walks off towards the. I think it makes more cannon if he does say, "I have to shake guys," and runs over to the side. I think this is out of the ordinary, and he instead silently walks off into the towards the men's room. And again, that door that was kind of like open, he kind of walks through it, and as he gets inside, it closes. And in the dark, um, just a light uh, over one of the mirrors, like the lights over the mirrors turn on. So I was thinking, so for this, um, don't worry, I'll check it out. Um, I have to go somewhere that's specific. It specifically says that's scary. Mm-hmm. So while well, you guys were talking about whatever bullshit you guys were trying to uh, I was trying to think of a scary place in a museum. So... If they have like a basement of like, or maybe an attic or something of, they do have a basement for sure. I think that um, Ashton is already kind of ahead of Mister Welker's being like, huh, the basement might be a place to find some of this stuff. And Ashton has already wandered down there. Um, one of the first thing that you notice is there's a ton of boxes, and um, there's boxes, there's crates, there's shelves full of other things like that. I think the door is, um maybe a jar that you can get into the place or that you could kind of like shimmy the door open easily enough. And mm-hmm. as you head down here, um, one of the things that you're able to find is there are these large like wooden crates. Like you imagine like old timey things would be shipped. So rather than cardboard boxes, like wooden, big wooden crates. And mm-hmm. uh, several of them are marked like with sawdust in them. Well, several of them are marked with, uh, letters that are not like Latin letters. Like, oh, this is another language that doesn't use the same letters that we do. And if you had to go out on a limb, you would say it was some kind of Eastern European language, which kind of fits given that some of these exhibits are from Romania. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, try to um, inspect these and see if any of them are without, you know, like crowbarring them open, if any of them are already open that you could snoop on. Sure. So, um, there's some of these that you could probably open fairly easily, and maybe that they seem like they have been opened previously. Um, yeah. And that you can just kind of like further lift the thing up. You don't have to use a crowbar necessarily, but if you just uh, pull at it a little bit, it'll it'll pop open. They're nailed shut, but they'd been opened previously, so it's easy, easy to kind of like wiggle them open again. And one of the things, yeah, that- and specifically, like he's not worried about damaging them. It's the ones that are most had been most recently opened. I guess is what I'm looking okay. for. Okay, so an, an interesting thing, comes in. an interesting thing about that. Then I could say is like you're trying to open part of this, and since you're not, if you're not worried about damaging it, then we could do this kind of dramatically. And as you're trying to mm-hmm. pull at this thing, um, instead of the top coming off, you're pulling on the side down and pulling on the top up or pushing on the top up. And instead of the top going up, the side comes off and just a bunch of dirt falls on you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a load of like blackened dirt um, that occasionally has like rocks in it, like weeds or like pieces of straw. And um, one or two, uh, like then like somewhere inside, I think you can see like a potato or a turnip or something like that. But it just seems to be <laughs> a bunch of dirt. And he's like, this isn't historical. 
Yeah. It wasn't even a historic museum. I don't remember. It's a but natural yeah, history like, museum, but this as the aspects of the Romanian exhibit are just like more of a history museum. Yeah. So to him, he's like, oh, this geological box won't help us. Okay. But no, uh, especially, I mean, if it opens, he's going to look at what this dirt was hiding, unless it was a box of dirt. It is a box of dirt. Well, moving on. then. <laughs> so, yeah, I think if you like kind of like poke around at some of the other things, it's the same. Like you can find like two or three other of these big boxes that are maybe like the size of like a refrigerator crate. Mm -hmm. a refrigerator box. And they similarly are filled with dirt yeah so to ash and definitely not a vampire so it's fine so he's gonna there's keep a, i'll say there's also probably empty space in here where you'd wager at least another two or three of those boxes could have fit mm -hmm. dark blade you see yourself in this mirror in this bathroom uh, the lights had come on you came to investigate it and you look at yourself in the mirror and uh, you see you see a reflection behind you. It's pretty pretty. It's like fairly dark. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think the lights in front of the mirror go off, and the lights behind you, like near on the stalls, like turn on. So you're kind of backlit a good amount, and your face is darker. And the reflection of you just says to you, "What? What if it um, doesn't say anything? It um, it smiles and." Um blood starts coming out of its nose and starts dripping like going upward sure yeah so that the the thing just smiles at you and you know you're like kind of like we see your expression it's kind of shocked and then we see the mirror again because we can see like a little bit of glare and um it, it's smiling and uh no dr blood kind of drips out of its nose but then instead of falling downward it flips up to this up toward the ceiling face gets more and more pale as more and more blood trips. Yeah, and you just hear um, you hear like the beating of your heart, like of your own heart just getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And uh, meanwhile Mr. Welker and Sundry you guys are outside kind of chatting up with, with what's going on. And uh, you come to the realization that again it's now just you two. The Irish travelers, they have a camp and uh, the Romani, as far as I know, they don't have that camp. As far as I know, there's no relationship between the two. And like Walker's like scrolling through his phone. He's like, well, listen, just because I don't have reception in here to refute that point doesn't mean it's, that it's true. Okay. What's that like? And then like, he like looks up to like argue this. And he's like, wait, where's, where's Mr. Blade? Where's Mr. Green? I don't know, but I got a bad feeling about this. All right, so I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna head for the basement, assuming they've like gone ahead. Sounds good. All right, so you're heading down to the basement. Sundry doing the same. Most definitely. I'm gonna pop back to Darkblade. As you're staring at this thing, it's getting darker and darker and darker. Um, we hear a flush noise behind him. If something bad is about to happen at some point. Yeah. I'd like to make a roll. 
Just oh, ab absolutely. So let me know if you'd like to make a roll to, to join in. But yeah, you hear a flush noise. And we see this as the audience. But meanwhile, Darkblade is just staring at the, uh, at the mirror. And um, out, of the, out of the stall comes Lucas Locke, the person who had uh, gone to Ashton's door, the person who's like a security guard at this museum. He looks like a younger 1990s Gary Busey. And kind of comes out and he's like, he's like, what the, what the hell are you doing here? This place is closed. And I think he's going to just grab you while you're just entranced by the stuff. So you maybe see this happen in your periphery, like in the reflection, but you can't even like deal with what's happening or like, can I make a roll here? Absolutely. Go for it. All right. So I'm going to roll a uh, hunch um, when something bad's happening somewhere that you aren't roll plus sharp. Go for it. Okay, I got a 12. That's pretty good. Uh, on a 10 plus, you knew where you needed to go uh, just in time to get there. All right, yeah, so maybe Mr. Welker's like heads to the basement. I was like, hold on, as I was saying a second ago, I got a bad feeling about this. And I just walk off in the wrong direction. Yeah, and you, you head into the bathroom and you see that there's this guy who uh, looks kind of like a disheveled, um, a disheveled man with big teeth. And he's kind of gritting those teeth and he's going to just grab Darkblade. He's wearing a security guard uniform. Darkblade so, is looking so, into the mirror. Yeah, Darkblade is, just, Darkblade is just staring into the mirror and he looks stunned. He looks like he saw a ghost. So, Sundry, if you want to do a thing, I think this guy, if you don't do anything, this guy is definitely going to grab Darkblade, and he seems fairly unhinged. Uh, I'll draw down on him and say, hold it right there, you son of a bitch. So by draw down on him, I assume you mean, like, draw a gun on him? Oh, of course. This is Florida. It's Palmetto City. <laughs> okay. There's a move that's protect someone. If someone is about to suffer harm and you can somehow prevent it, then you can try to protect them. Is that what you think you're trying to do? Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds good. Could you go ahead and roll plus tough? All right. I rolled a seven. Rolled a seven. Okay. So on a seven or more, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. So I think that Darkblade, you're standing there, and uh, when Sundry comes in and he goes to pull this gun... Um, I think that this guy is, I think maybe even your gun goes off and you just kind of miss this dude. And um, instead, this guy ends up like wrestling with you, Sundry. All right. And so I think you're probably just going to take one harm as this guy is like wrestling with you. Um, Does, is that soaked by armor or no? Uh, I, I imagine no. Okay. In, in this situation, so I, I think maybe it would be two harm, and then the, this guy go, brings it to one harm. But yeah, so you'll end up suffering just the one, as uh, like you and this guy are kind of like wrestling around with each other, maybe punching each other on the bathroom. And he's like, "What the hell are you guys doing in here? This is what the hell! Oh, like, get out of here!" I'm gonna, and he's like, kind of like spitting all over and kind of gnashing, gnashing his teeth. His hair is like was already disheveled when you saw him initially, um, but like once you kind of this guy kind of like you and he are like grappling with one another, and he's kind of like um, 
somewhat face to face with you, you see that he looks much more deranged than you had previously thought. I should have blown his head off when I had a chance. And uh, yeah, so we see that. Jump on top two. All right. Meanwhile, Ashton, we'll come back. Ashton, you're downstairs. You found those crates full of dirt. Mm-hmm. You found some crates that seem to be missing. Getting, getting so dirty. Oh, wait. The Oh, right, because you said there was extra weight, like a ton of extra space for them. Right. There's the space that would fit two or three at least of these extra crates. So, mm-hmm. And there might have been more if some of these crates had been possibly stacked on top of one another. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so... You want to keep looking around in here, I assume. Uh, there's a ton of boxes with different exhibits and that kind of stuff um, that are labeled. One of the deals is that there are a ton of, um, like, on shelves and in bins, like almost huge Tupperware bins that are labeled in all kinds of ways, like just lots of bones. Mm-hmm. Like human bones or? If you look at them, they look like they're human bones. Hmm. Oh, so just unclassified bones. It's like, here's the bone drawer. Well, it, well it's just, it, it'll say like, uh, I mean, that's kind of funny. I'm okay I think, with that. <laughs> I, I think it has like a general thing of like, um, like it has probably a label on it. And to your, to your understanding of this history museum's labeling thing, it would be like the equivalent of like, what the fuck is the Dewey decimal system? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of deal where there's like a bunch of letters. 48. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, what? This is just a bunch of bones. Gotcha, yeah. That kind of deal. Um, as you're, like, looking at these. All right, do, um, do you think it's worth it to do this uh, this one move where I just stumble into something important? Or do you think there's nothing really important here? Oh, there's def- there could definitely be something. So you want to possibly stumble into it? Yeah, I'll try to do that. Okay. Sure. So do you want me to read that move to you again, or do you remember Go- Go for it. I'd have to find it. Yeah, it's just... Oh, wait, no, uh, it's on, your, it's on your, your your sheet. You can still read it, but... Yeah. I've... Well, for, for everyone else's benefit, uh, if you want to stumble across something important, tell the Keeper. You will find something important and useful, although not necessarily related to the immediate problems. Hmm. Okay. So one of the things you're, like, looking through is you find... You're looking at these bones, and you're looking at through all this stuff, and there seems to be... Like, there's a garbage can over to mm-hmm. the side. And you're like, oh, there's just a random garbage can. Hmm. Half for Reuben sandwiches. Yeah, you're like, mm. but no. So you're, as you're looking at these bones, you kind of like close it and maybe uh, like literally stumble into a, like stumble into bumping a garbage can. And you're like, oh, never mind. And you kind of like maybe look through and there's some old paper. A lot of it seems to be paper that had like packed stuff or like packing peanuts. That kind mm-hmm. of deal things were taken out of these various things or like old notepads or this or that. But one thing that you notice is like, oh, some fabric in here. And when you look at it and you pull it out and it's that cat t-shirt that that guy used to always wear. Hmm. Interesting. You, you pull this shirt out and you're kind of looking at it. And when you put it down, Mr. Welker has like arrived down below with you. Mm-hmm. See this stuff. Um, meanwhile, back upstairs. Um, Sundry is wrestling around with this guy. Uh, Darkblade, could you make for me a a cool roll? 
to kind of snap yourself out of this because you just see the face, the, the smile on your face getting wider and wider and wider and the pool of blood above your own head getting bigger and bigger and bigger and um, the cheeks becoming more sallow and kind of like shrunken but the smile still getting wider and wider. I got an eight. You got an eight. Okay. So you can come out of this, but in that process, something's up here. There's the rules for this exactly. Act under pressure. 10 plus you do one, seven, nine. Worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um, hmm. So since Sundry's gun went off, are there other people who come in here? Um, or no, I think, I think that's the deal is, uh, Sundry's, Sundry's gun went off and other people come in, uh, that docent is like, what the hell's happening? Oh my God. And that, oh my God, um, shakes dark blade out of, out of this. And he can kind of see what's happening and Sundry and this guy are rolling around on the floor. And, uh, this woman, the, the docent is like, oh, I can't, oh, I, I can't, I can't believe this and runs out of the place and like runs out of the men's room that, uh, Sundry and Lucas Flock are wrestling in. Meanwhile, Sundry. Yeah, yeah Darkblade, what's your what's your initial thought? Here. Oh my god. It's my it's Oh man. We gotta get out of here. I'm gonna I'm just gonna start kicking the Gary Busey guy. Start kicking Gary Busey. Like, Leave my friend alone. Alright. Well let's 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 join uh Sundry. Sundry, what's your game plan here? This guy is, is uh uh, trying to like violently thrash you as much as possible. He just seems like rabid. Um, he seemed to be like attacking, attacking Darkblade. But now that he is like wrestling with you, he almost seems like a rabid, like maniac. Hmm. Well, I, I took the gun out to deter him, not to kill him. So I'll just try to bash him in the head with it. Okay. So that sounds like like a gentleman. Like a gentleman does. It sounds like you're kicking some ass, right? Oh, yeah. This is used when you're fighting something that's fighting you back. Yeah. So go ahead and roll plus tough. I got a six. Got a six. That's not great. But Darkblade, if you're trying to kick at this uh, guy, you can uh, try to help him. All right. Um, going to do it. I'm going to kick it. Sure. So you're going to kind of jump into this fray. And are you really, are you trying to help Sundry kick this guy's ass? Or are you trying to protect Sundry? Trying to kick this guy's ass. All right. So go ahead and roll plus cool. Okay. I got a, I got a 10. Got a 10. So, all right. So that kicks it up to a seven. So Sundry, um, on a seven or more, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. That usually means you inflict the harm rating of your weapon and your enemy inflicts their attacks harm rating on you. So I think you actually inflict two on one another. Okay. So you guys are kind of like bashing each other. This guy Again, is like... No armor mitigation here. I think there is some armor mitigation. I think this guy is like like hitting you with like a force that you weren't expecting, if that makes sense. And so we can say that the armor is soaking one point of this. So uh, I'm down to five out of seven or four out of seven. You, I think you, you've, so you've taken two 
two of seven harm. Got it. Yeah, and so meanwhile, you're bashing at this guy, which probably also does two damage. And um, I think one of the things that you and uh, Darkblade can see is that you're hitting this guy very hard. And uh, maybe you're even, like, hitting this dude in the face. And maybe you can see that, like, you you hit him with this the butt of this gun and, like, his nose breaks. Maybe you hit him again and, like, one of his teeth gets knocked out and he's kind of some blood is, like, spitting out of his mouth as he's, like, yelling at you. And um, it just doesn't seem... It seems to be, like, hurting him grievously, but, like, it doesn't have an effect on his behavior. Like, again, almost, like, like manic, uh, maniacal. Huh. And, uh, yeah. So that's going on upstairs. Meanwhile... Uh, Mr. Welker and Ashton, you guys are down below in the basement and um, Ashton is holding this shirt that has like a kitty cat on it and it's all stained and gross. Uh, And Mr. Welker, you can easily see the same stuff I had described to Ashton before because it's still like out and about. um, He'll say, uh, I feel like this would be such an awkward scene. Um, mm-hmm. kiss me. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is into it. Your girlfriend liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it Listen, so... I'm in for, in for a penny, in for a pound, man. Wife's not going to get more mad at me in this situation. <laughs> not how it works. He'll like go to say something and like think better of it and just be like, um, did you, uh, did you bring that with you, Mr. Green? He kind of holds it up. It seems really incongruent. Yeah. Like, uh, this is from the man that bit me and fought me on the street and that the security guard was looking for. It was I don't here. know why it's here. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I just found it in this trash can. Uh, he'll like also, um, someone broke that thing and spilled dirt everywhere. He'll <laughs> <laughs> sort of nod, be like, uh, good investigating, Mr. Green. Well done. Um, I knew I could count on you to take. I knew I could count on you uh, on this team to take this investigation seriously. Uh, and he'll say, um, "What else have you found?" Um, and he kind of just looks around. He's almost like I don't know. I guess kind of ignoring you, but like, uh, it's like I never saw a cat guy without his cat shirt. I mean, that's why we called him Cat Guy. I don't understand why they would have thrown it away here of all places. And uh, Walker will say, um, we need to search the rest of this basement. Uh, he may be involved. All right. Could one of you roll, and since we're getting close to 10, um, could one of you roll investigate a mystery for me? And there's 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 one or two questions that like would make the most sense. What's being concealed here? What you want to do the honors? What sort of creature is that? That kind of stuff seems to make the most sense. Um, yeah, I have some plus ones I could maybe add. Gee, I might do that. Or at least one plus one, right? From what? From all the read the bad situations I've been doing. Do you think any? Well, the ones from this one specifically were there's a vortex that magnifies predatory energy. Oh, it pulls 
whatever it is pulls life into itself. Maybe that makes most sense. Sure. The other one is Lorcor doesn't care about its victims. Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'll try that with a plus one in that case. Oh, well, didn't even need. I got a 10. You got a 10. All right, so... Like I said, the three questions that make the most sense are what happened here, what sort of creature is it, and uh, what is being what is being concealed here. I can maybe answer the where did it go questions easily. The other ones would be mm. a little tough. Yeah, I mean, what makes the most sense is, uh, or what seems most interesting, I should say, is... Uh, Maybe what sort of creature is it and where did it go? Probably, right? Do you agree okay. with that, Carl? I'm down for that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I think that we um I think that we see uh you guys kind of looking around and you start to hear some you hear some noises up at the top, assuming that Darkblade and Sundry are on their way. And uh, you guys kind of go to like look and I think Mr. Welker, you bump into or maybe Ashton, I guess, bumps into this because we've established Ashton is fairly clumsy. He's also good at accidentally finding things. And he bumps into one of these other crates. And this is a smaller crate um, than the previous one that had been like full of dirt. And when the crate is kind of like knocked open, inside it very clearly is essentially um, just a coffin. And mm-hmm. if you're going based on uh, some of the stuff that you know, you feel like this fits everything I've ever heard about regarding vampires. And if you think back to Merzad Pushanchi's like description of like, it seems to be sucking life force into itself. Um, you're kind of like looking down at this coffin and this is not a coffin that is, uh, has, was an artifact that was buried long ago. This is something that looks like it's been, uh, very recently, like this looks pretty damn new. So it's like vote Dukakis on it. Mm-hmm. Vote Dukakis, but Craig Dukakis, who's a uh, recent, uh, like a local city councilman who just mm-hmm. ran. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And wait, Romania is very close to Greece. <sighs> yeah. No, but you can tell that again. This coffin is not a, uh, <laughs> a thing that is. I gotta say it again. <laughs> the the uh, I, I already said it. I'll just take out the Dukakis thing. So, but yeah, so you, you're able to see that pretty, like, almost like right off the bat. The other thing that you're able to find is, um, what was the other question you had is where did it go? Mm-hmm. Um, in that garbage can, you're able to also see a, uh, like a shipping, like a receipt for shipping stuff. And it basically is like from such and such moving company, move, um, Three, like move three large, uh, three large crates of agricultural, uh, agricultural product. It, it just says move three large crates, um, and it, it says like, yeah, move three large crates. It has a bunch of little check boxes like delicate, this, 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 and like none of them are checked, and it's like move three large crates too, and it has an address, and um, on the like like on the bottom it says. Uh, Cypress Knolls Tower Gardens. So, to make this nice and clear, 
There are in here three big refrigerator crate sized boxes of dirt. There is room for at least three more, but it's empty. And it seems like that those three crates likely also filled with a bunch of dirt were moved to the Cypress Knolls Tower Gardens that the shipping man or the shipping receipt is describing. But there's um, no occupied coffins in this room. There is a coffin that you um like just the most recent one we Yeah, you right? that there is a coffin. Yeah, in one of these other crates. Seems to me like that's uh the next thing to unearth. So, mm-hmm. there there are some other crates that are unopened in here as well, but that's one of the ones that you see, and that's like a big deal. So, what time is it in game? Um, it's getting late. Let's hop back to Darkblade and Sundry. So Darkblade, uh, Sundry and this guy are fighting and Darkblade, this dude looks like a maniac. He is just like uh, thrashing at uh, Sundry. Um, Sundry's hitting him with this gun while this guy's trying to like bash at him. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he might try to like bite him or something like that. This guy's acting like a crazed animal almost. I think I got to shoot him. No, don't shoot him. We need to capture him. Okay. I'll just keep beating on him. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. If that's if that's the case, then Sundry, just go ahead and make another one of those uh, kicks mass rolls. Well, you can be reasonably sure you're not going to die today. I got a seven. You got a seven. Okay. You got a few on, days left. Yeah. So on a seven, that's that's going to be the same thing where you like will just trade more harm with this guy. And um, uh, I'll say like that this guy's face is like a big bruised up bloody pulp, mm-hmm. but his behavior has not changed. He looks like Sundry now. Yeah, he and Sundry are now twins. And then you realize <laughs> you've just been fumbling around at the mirror. Yeah. Oh, actually, that, that would have been kind of cool. But... Darkblade has to pick which one to shoot now. Yeah, Darkblade, which one do you shoot? Um, so yeah, like the two of you are doing this stuff and uh, this is when you can hear... Um, like sirens go off. Like you can hear sirens outside. Oh shit. And this guy's a security guard, so he's probably yeah. in on it. Deep state. All right, we got deep stake. We got we gotta we gotta hide this guy up, get him to shut up and hide him. Well, is there a thing that Darkblade tries to do aside from just give Mr. Uh, Mr. Charms or Sundry Charms advice? Um, he could run out of this room. He could yeah, join fracas. You're gonna run out of there. Where to? Um, no, I'm gonna beat this. I'm gonna help him beat up the guy. Okay, so you're gonna try to do the same thing. Um, are you trying to protect this guy, or are you just trying to like like assault this dude? Kind of subdue this dude. Okay. We could have you do a kick some ass roll, but this guy can't really hurt you. The person who he is engaged with is Sundry. So this could be a protect someone. And if you do well enough on that roll, you could also hurt him while protecting Sundry. Um, or we could have you just, just attack this guy. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to attack the guy. Okay. So w- w- how are you attacking him? I'm gonna gonna try to beat him up, punch him in the face. All right, so you're just gonna 
punch him. Okay, I think you do that. You just punch this dude. You don't need to make a roll in any kind of way to do that. Um, you just hit him. You can just punch him in the head. You can kick him, that kind of thing. And this guy is like not interested in letting go um, until the point where like the two of you have to. Yeah, I think just like you punching this guy doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Is there another? Is there another option that you have or want to utilize? Um. Yeah, let's let's get his hand. He's a security guard, so he definitely has handcuffs. He might, yeah. I can see that. And you're going to try to handcuff this guy? Yeah. Okay, that sounds like a protect roll, because doing well, you can pull him off of Sundry and also like take control of the situation here. Sounds good. I'm going to do a protect roll. Sounds good. How's that sound? Go ahead. Roll plus yeah. tough. I'm going to... I got a six. Shit. You got a six. Okay, that's not great. But Sundry could maybe help you out in that to try to like fight this guy off hard enough to uh, allow, to help you protect him. As crazy yeah, I'll, as I'll, I'll try that. Go for it. So that's a plus cool. I rolled snake eyes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are, are wrestling with this dude, and I think that's just when the cops come in. And so, like, two officers are just like, just like, the, the three, you freeze! And, uh... Yeah, this guy is... This guy definitely does not stop as you guys are doing this. And um, we cut away to uh, downstairs in the basement with Mr. Welker and Ashton Green. And you hear sirens up above and you hear yelling. And then um, the other thing that you, as you guys look towards the kind of like up above where you thought you heard people coming, but you just heard yelling. Um the coffin directly next to you guys, the lid just opens. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlu. Half a Reuben sandwiches. Yeah, you're like, mm, half a Reuben? I remember Reuben stuttered. He beat Clay Aiken, and yet Clay Aiken became more famous <laughs> in the second season of uh, oh, man. American Idol. The power and, of that show is forgotten. That I actually remember both those names. Yeah. Like, it, how many years ago was that? Right. Crazy, right? <laughs>